Thank you for tuning in at Ravenna Assembly of God. We hope you enjoy this message and are blessed from it. If you want to tune in to more messages, log on to RavennaAG.com and search under the media tab. Thank you and God bless. Jesus' name. 
people said. Amen. Can we give him praise this morning? Yes. This morning, Pastor Joe is on vacation, and we uh, we uh, we were giving the worship team off to go do some videos, but then said, "Hey, Mike, why don't you come on out and do us the acoustical worship set?" And he said. $500. So I promised him 30 pounds of uh, roast beef. He hates roast beef. So, anyways, he's here. It's a pleasure to have him with us. Let's worship together this time. Shall be done. 
man, he just turns things around in a way that only he can. Now, I'm going to ask you to do that course one more time. As we do, let's just remind ourselves how great our God truly is towards us. Amen? Somebody give them a praise this morning. Glorified, 
I pray in this house, shake this place so that the only thing that's left is the unshakable kingdom of God. Be glorified, be magnified as we praise your holy name. As we ask it all in Jesus' name. Say it with me. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen and Amen. Let's give him praise, Lord. Amen. God bless you. Before you're seated, would you do me a favor? Go around about five or six hundred people this morning. And uh, just greet them this morning. Come on. You love them? Some of you have to do some traveling, but that's okay. You'll get back in time. God bless you. Thanks, man. Amen. Can we just thank Mike this morning for standing in there for us? Amen. All right. God bless you. You may be seated. I want to remind you of a few things that are taking place here and coming up. First of all, Last Sunday of June. Who would have thunk it? The last, I mean, we're, we're less than six months away now. I didn't say anything. I just said we're less than two. Yeah. But uh, reminding you that next Sunday is going to be a special day. We're going to have some fun, but we're also going to go after God. And we also want to share that with this surrounding community. And we want to continue to thank God for what he's doing and what he's done. So let's come together next week. We'll be a parking lot service. Again, we ask you to bring us some chairs. If you don't have some, we'll provide some for you. But the kids are going to be out front. We're going to take them out front while we are in the back. We're just going to go after him for about an hour or so and just praise him and glorify him and have some specials taking place and going on. So it's going to be a good time. But we're wanting to come together to share the gospel that day. I love it. You know, from, from the apartments across the street to the guys staying next door to other places around. And uh, believe me, the neighbors hear us down the road when we come together. And we want to make that joyful noise. I don't know. See, back when I was a kid, uh, they didn't have air conditioning in churches. We had windows that we would open up. And the whole neighborhood knew when we were singing. And that, that was, that was well, those were good times. Those were good times. But now we got to thank it to them. Amen? So that's what we're going to do. But that's next Sunday on the 4th of July, so please note that. There's a number of different things happening for uh, the kids as well that are coming up, uh, starting with the 7th. In other words, uh, a week from Wednesday, they have a special kids night, and it also repeat itself on the 21st. That's because in between, there's a kids camp down in uh, I'm just bad old habits are hard to die. I almost said Big Prairie. But it, it's, it's down in Columbus, and uh, so they'll be going down there that week. But notice that the kids' service is an outreach project. They're doing something a little bit different this year, and it's pretty big. But there, there's some things happening, and again, if you can help us as an adult, there's a sheet out there for you to sign up with as well to make you aware of that. And then a week from this Thursday is the big Bill Jones Burger Night. And we would love to have you be a part of that. Why? Because the burgers are that good? No. It's because the fellowship with each other is so good. 
the, the, the burgers and the dogs, that's just icing on the cake, so to speak. And uh, so anyways, we're gonna be coming together, we're gonna connect together, have some fellowship. There's some things we're gonna do, not high impact, like flag football or anything else like that. Uh, Mike asked us not to do that, so. And we should visit, I'm sorry. You read the bulletin? It's been put down. Oh, it's been on Mike Why He's the closest, that's why. But anyways, we'd love for you to be a part of that. We'd love for you to be a, a part of that time together as we share. So again, please be aware that those things are happening. You have a late milk trip planned. And uh, also, just a quick reminder to the guys that this Tuesday is our last Tuesday for our, 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 our uh, coffee with Pastor. So we're going to come together and have a good time, and then we'll be taking July and August because of dates and conflicts and everything else. And then we'll be coming together, if you believe, I'm going to say this in September, which is only a few weeks away. So, yeah, it's, why is it the time goes by so fast? But uh, anyways, please be aware of that. Okay, just a, a real quick reminder as well that the ushers will be in the lobby for the offering. And when I say that, that's because we're still not passing. We'll be doing that as we come back in July. We'll be passing the, the baskets across. But uh, at that particular point, at this particular point, we're going to go ahead and just continue for this Sunday. Next Sunday, we'll be out in the parking lot as far as the offerings are concerned. I just want to, again, thank you for your faithfulness in what you've been doing as far as your giving. And I'm talking about low offerings. I'm talking about mission pledges. I'm talking about the way that you continue to support out of your heart. Ties are our kids, and that's what we do in obedience. And I thank you for your faithfulness there uh, and, and watching what God does with what he does. So please... Again, understand, thank you. Again, with a legacy offering, there's a lot of things going on. I don't know if you've even noticed it, but uh, we've had men up on the roof all week with, as far as they've been doing a new flashing, resealing things. Uh, we've been dealing with a lot of leaks that have been coming through, in case you didn't notice on the times. What we come to find out was the roof that was leaking, all the, all the pipes up there had been plugged. And so they're fixing that, but they were fixing, fixing, fixing flashing on both roofs in order to do away with leaks. Not only over there, we found out that the gutters that were installed over on the side here were just residential gutters on a commercial roof. So they were only, you know, a few, about five inches. I think there were five. I'm not sure. Anyways, going like seven or whatever it's supposed to be. So there's a lot going on with that, a lot involved with that. And it's because of you and Legacy Offering that we're able to do the things that we're doing. Uh, they just finished up downstairs with the electrical, we'll be moving upstairs and then moving outside the outside lighting. There's a number of projects that are going on. Again, those things that are funding both the youth department, the kids department, as well as other outreaches that will be taking place here this next month. So there's, there's another, there's a lot of things that are happening, but we want to say thank you for your faithfulness as well, for what you have followed down in the leading of your heart. So God bless you. And again, if, if you didn't give to Legacy Offering, but you're thinking, I'd like to do that. Well, we won't stop you. We appreciate it. God bless you for even, yeah, thank you. 
So, want to continue on with the service this morning, and we're going to roll right along. Uh, this morning, I want to take a little bit of time before we get to the message of independence next week. And I want to share my heart with you this morning. I want to share something that I have been walking through for the past year and a half, almost two years now. Uh, especially when it comes to where our culture's at and things that are going. How many know that uh, when we talk about things like this, the most important thing that we can ever deal with is the word truth. And I think truth is something that needs to be understood and is misunderstood in so many ways because of certain things. And we're going to talk about that in just a minute, but I thought you might like an illustration and a definition of what truth is. Well, I've got this whole truth and grace thing down. I mean, you remember that old 90s cliche, WWJD? I'll tell you what Jesus would do. He answered every question with truth and grace. So I try to emulate that. My wife comes to me and says, Honey, am I starting to look like my mom? I just answer her question with a question. Truth and grace. Would you rather look like your dad? <laughs> Meet Timothy Torgerson, fat, the meanest kid this side of Jersey. Truth has a rap sheet a mile long for uh, misdemeanors starting around age 12. Fat, at 1.15 a.m., Timothy Ann Torgerson is like... Oh, oh. Is middle exam? Truth. No wonder he's so mean. Anywho, Timothy Ann Torkelson at 1.15 a.m. did his last crime by trying to steal a Bob's Big Boy statue at the local Bob's Big Boy. True. When asked about said statue, Timothy replied, and I quote, I wanted a new big butt. Fact. That's just me. To the core. Back in my day, we didn't have grace. We told the whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help us God. We liked it. Back in my day, there wasn't God is grace and show them grace. We served a mean God who judged everything we did. We were filled with guilt, shame, fear, and constipation, and we liked it. <laughs> Nowadays, the church is just filled with a bunch of sissified, penny-waste, graceaholics, and I don't like it. Hello, my name is George. And I'm Jorge, and together we're George and Jorge. You know what the world is lacking is a little bit of truth and a little bit of grace. So we've taken them both and packaged them together in a really cheesy song that we will all forget in a couple of months and go back to our selfish ways. Right, right, right. And, and what we've done is we've remixed the song and we've added in the truth and the grace. So we don't know if you'll live it out, but you can certainly sing it. I know the battle so well. I have some truth I can tell. I know just where you fell. And I can show you the way. I'm changing you is my wish. Although you tried to did this, you must stop acting like this. And I can show you the way. This truth I'm pulling. Jesus grace I'm showing. Holy Spirit's blowing. Jesus was born as a baby. Hey, I just met you. And this is crazy. But here's the truth, friends, and some great scene. Fact, little Timmy Torkelson is going off to Juvie. The truth is, Jersey is a better place without Timmy Torkelson. Uh, uh, actually, I, uh, I, I paid the, the fine, and uh, I, uh, I talked to the judge, and uh, he waived all the charges. You did what? Yeah, I just, I, I showed the kid grace, you know? No punishment. I even offered to, uh, to be his big brother. Well, that is a 
that are so big boy of you, you know? That's that's so uh, that's crazy. That's that's really crazy. Uh, that's great. Are you crying? No, I'm not crying. This is that pupil dexteriitis thing that's going around, right? Sounds made up to me. It's not made up. It's as real as your mother's small. <laughs> I'm uh, playing Jesus in my church program. It came to me. I told him I don't look anything like him, but nobody else would do it. So here I am. And in playing him, it's I got to thinking about him. And of all the things he is, there's this amazing thing about him, that this, this balance of truth and grace, you know? I mean, take for instance the story of the rich young ruler. I mean, it says in Mark that, that, that he showed genuine love. Jesus shows genuine love to this guy. I mean, that's, that's grace, that's amazing. That's, that's amazing grace, yeah. But then just like a minute or two later, he looks at him and says, you need to sell everything you have if you want to follow me. And that's truth because he knew that money had a hold on the guy's heart. Truth and grace. I need more of that in my life. The truth is I, I may not look like Jesus, but I sure do want to act more like him. Amen. Okay, okay, 
look, I'm going to talk to you and I'm going to say some things to you so that you can grow up spiritually. So that you can mature as a believer. Now, I'll just be the person that will tell you right up front that this message today, it, you know, it's about, or should I say, it's for people who don't want to be infants in your faith, in your confidence of God. You want to mature beyond the stages of having you know, one foot in the world and, 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 and the ideology of the world and, and one foot in the church. It's like we've got two things going on at the same time. You, we actually want to go somewhere with God and put our, 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 our faith in Him, our trust in Him. That's what today is for. That's what I'm speaking to this morning. It's, it's, it, it might not make you happy with what I've got to say, and that's okay. You might get upset with me. That's okay. You, you guys still love me, right? Did we take the hymn books out of there? So you know, I'm okay if you don't always agree with what I'm sharing. I'm fine with that. It's not a big deal. But my objective today is to give you a word for you to grow. So, again, then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every kind of wind of teaching and the cunning and craftiness of men and their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, speaking the truth, the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head, that is Christ. Speaking the truth in love. Say that out loud with me, would you? Speaking the word in truth. Not your truth. Not my truth, but his truth. There, there's, 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 a, there's a principle there that I want us to understand, to take a look at. It's foundational in that sense. It's speaking the truth in love. We will grow up in to him. There's a principle that we, we, we've got to stop and understand. Anybody who is a parent or has been a parent or just observe parents, knows that parenting is to help a child begin to know truth. But when we come into this world, we don't know truth. So parents, you know, say with an electrical outlet, right? But that's not good to play with. When Gary was about two or three years old, he, he wandered out in the house that we lived at and uh, looked at the wall and saw something that intrigued him. It was called an electrical outlet. And he saw that there was two holes there. So he wanders off. I, I'm still to this day not sure where he got them at, but he found a pair of tweezers. And he came over there and was just as proud as he could be. Stuck them puppies in there. I don't even tell you anything else. 
He was filled with the Holy Spirit right there on the side. <laughs> Sparks, everything. As parents, we're supposed to teach our children not to put tweezers in outlets. But Kathy was in charge that day, so I got to <laughs> But parenting and, and, a, and a child growing into maturity, a huge part of that is what? Teaching them what the truth is in their everyday life. I, I go back a few years, back to 2018, and Oprah Winfrey made this statement at the Golden Globes. What she said was, speaking your truth. She said, and she said very boisterously, speaking your truth is the most powerful tool that we all have. And I mean, she was yelling it out, and she was emphatic about it. Now, I'm just going to say, you know, nothing personal against Oprah, but there's no such thing as your truth or my truth, there is only the truth. So let me start out with this first point, that is that truth is not something we decide, it's something we discover. Truth is not something we decide, it's something we discover. And what some people are doing is they're calling their experience truth. They're calling their opinion truth. They're calling their feelings truth. And it's very common today to hear people say things like, well, you know, we can just all say different things because we all have our own truth. You have your truth, and I have my truth. And, and I just love the way you speak the truth, though I really do. But now let me just tell you my truth. So, so you have this, this, this culture thing going on. And, and, and friend, understand me, it's, it's a lot more common than you think in our culture today. Look, I'll be the first one to tell you I'm not here to argue something with anybody. I'm not advocating a denial of your experiences. I'm not saying that your experience is not true. I encourage, always encourage people to tell their story to talk about your experiences in life because your experiences in life, they're valid. It's part of your story. It's personal to you. And, and honestly, we love to hear it. But all of our stories come with a level of subjectivity and bias. You might have seen, for example, this, this picture, it, it floated around a couple places. Let, let me put it on the screen, but don't, don't answer, and don't say anything yet until, you know, I don't want to get ahead of it at the time, I just, I want to do it together. So here's the picture. It's a woman's dress. And the question is, how many of you, when you look at this dress, see gold and white? Well, notice that's awful bright, too. We got a bright picture today. Uh, how many would say, uh, hit the lights for me one time, Bridget, would you? Yeah, so how many see gold and white? How many see blue and white? Yeah. Black and blue? Purple and pink. 
How many see elephants flying in the room? <laughs> well, this, this, this again, this was a big thing all over the internet in different places. You can turn that back on, thank you. That, that people were actually seeing two different things here. Some would see it as, as golden white, that it was all over the morning news and all these other things. It was just like flying through. Other people saw it as blue and white. So what, what I'm saying here, <clears throat> I've even talked to people that looked at this, and there's, you know, there were several standing there. They, they saw gold and white, and some saw blue. And what's funny is the next day they come along, and they, they see something totally different then. But here's the reason I'm wanting to use an illustration like this. And that's because there's a lot of things that are going on in our society today. There's a lot of people who see that we should be doing this, and we should be doing that, and some people who don't think we should be doing this, and we should be doing that. The problem is, what is happening in our society right now is that people are elevating their opinions to a combative space. I mean, even our society is censoring people who, let's say, for example, assume the narrative for the day is that this, this is a gold and white dress, and they're censoring people who don't see gold because they see blue. We're, we're living in a time where you get shamed or bullied just having and seeing what you see. I mean, you can't be honest in, in, in a lot of places about what you see or, or without being threatened or imposed on or canceled. When I watch my grandkids play baseball, it has been my experience that the umpire usually slants the game in the direction of the other team. I'm pretty sure of that. But what's interesting is that the other team sees it the opposite way. My opinion is that their truth just is not the truth. Amen? Or, you know, Kathy and I can be in the same room together and hear the same conversation. And later on that night or the next day and recap what she heard? No. No, no. That's not what I heard. It's, 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 just, it's just not what I heard. Of course, she's not right then. Because what I heard was what was exactly said. Anybody with me yet? What I'm trying... What I'm trying to say is, I'm going to need some place to stay after the service. <laughs> Look, we all have filters through which we filter information. The reason most people today are using the verbiage, my truth, is what I found, really, it's just kind of like one reason. And that is that they use that phrase, my truth in order to elevate their perspective about the experience or their opinion to be indisputable. So by calling it their truth, they expect everyone else to accept it on the same level as a fact. Let me, let me show you something from what's called an urban dictionary. How many are familiar with the urban dictionary? 
Okay, some of you are because uh, the younger ones I might add. And boots me. You can pick up the app for your Urban Dictionary, but the Urban Dictionary defines my truth, listen to this, as a convenient place for avoiding argument, contradicted, but not your truth. From a, for avoiding argument, contradicted, but not your truth. Your opinions and feelings are true to you, but are not necessarily due to absolute truth. The phrase is often used when seeking to justify a controversial personal stance or action because the people are not allowed to argue with your truth. That's the reason that most people use this. It's that most who use this, you know, want everyone else to immediately accept what they say as being factual, which causes us to lose the, the, the common back and, and forth that, that takes place in an interaction to where we can lay hold of wisdom. It's like all that's negated by this attitude of my truth, and don't talk to me about it anymore, and just up goes the wall. Okay, let me give you my next point you'll just be thrilled with. And that is what we believe to be truth is not always truth. What we believe to be truth is not always true. So no matter how much I believe in the tooth fairy, who used to put, I don't even remember this one, a dime under my pillow. That's all I got, you $5 people, you. Boy, did the teeth go up in price or what? But, but honestly, that was a truth as a child. I mean, I couldn't wait to put that thing under the belt. Oh, just many came. But it wasn't truth. So as an adult, I, you know, I look back and, and, and I go, okay, but I really did believe that. And I'm sorry if I'm upsetting any kids here this morning for my ruining of the tooth fairy for you. So how about this? How about a 25-year-old, let, let me call them a, an adult child, okay? And for stereotypical reasons, I'll call him a male. So how about his story being this? This is what he says. My parents kicked me out of the house because they don't care about me. Now, when he says that, he's like, that's my truth. But the parent might say, no, uh-uh. We kicked you out of the house because we do actually care about you and we actually do love you and staying at home isn't helping you move forward in your life. Hello? You know, there's something that all of us incorporate in our lives and that's called a small team. We make big deals out of small T when they're not capital T's. We make big deals out of, out of things and, and get pulled off of sections and here. It's okay to have small T's. But understand, in the scope of things, they are small T's. What we're looking for is truth with a capital T, not a truth with a small T. 
If we're going to live in a world where we validate everybody's truth as truth, then what happens when the evidence proves that someone is guilty of a crime? Does the guilty person get the get a pass, you know, and, and, and say to the judge, judge, yeah, that's not my truth. If everyone's supposed to accept that, or do we say, hey, hey, wait a minute, no matter what you say, the truth is, and the evidence, the evidence that is presented says that you're guilty of the crime. So what we believe to be true is, is not always truth. I'm going to give you another one of these bizarre things. It's the only way I know that can really impact what I'm trying to share with you. About a year and a half ago, there was this gentleman in the Netherlands who petitioned the courts. Go ahead and put his picture up there. Yeah. He petitioned the courts in the Netherlands to change his age from 69 to 49. You look it up. It's out. It's, in, it's okay. Google it. I don't care. Not now. And that was because, you know, he said, that's how I feel. And he said a lot of reasons for it, but that, that's, I mean, honestly, you can't make this stuff up, I'm sorry. <laughs> for me, I actually feel how old I am. Hello. <laughs> it's part of getting old. For a person who is 69 to legally petition the court to legally change their age to 49, what are we doing? So next week, I am filing a motion in Portage County for me to become Italian instead of Hungarian. <laughs> Let me give you this next point. Well, before I do that, let me just say this, there's a big difference between saying, I feel this way. There's a big difference between saying, you know, there's an experience. And to take it to the point of calling it truth. This point simply says, God is the creator of all truth. He created the universe to exist and function on truth. Our lives are meant to be lived in sync with his truths, not our own truths. Hello, somebody. The creator of all. Our lives are meant to be lived in sync with his truth, friend, is fixed. Say that with me. Truth is fixed. It's, it's like a landmark. Truth is not true for one person and not for another person. Truth is true for everybody. Truth conforms to facts. Truth is indisputable. Truth is absolute reality. The laws of nature are an example of God establishing indisputable, undeniable truth. And if we ignore those truths, we'll encounter harm. I'm not telling you this is, is, is easy, but you know, if, especially you're a young person, let, let me just tell you this, this one thing that, indeed, truth. The more we live in alignment, the more we bring our lives into alignment with the actual truth, his truth, 
the greater success we will experience in our lives. So you can absolutely know something is true, but feel weak in your ability to, ability to honor it or to, to, to respect it as the truth that makes you human, friend. That's all. But the more you actually can come into a life that honors the truth, the better your life is going to be. But let's try this. I'm assuming you all know what True North is. Right? True North is a fixed space upon which everybody travels, every ship that leaves the dock, every plane that leaves the airport, everything that is going to go from one place to another, it begins with identifying True North as True North. So, Again, it's something that God created and man discovered. And if you're a pilot, you're a hiker with a GPS system, that this true north is fixed, unmovable, dependable. You don't want to be on a plane and have a pilot announce that he has his own truth. So we won't be using the guidance system. I love what Jesus did. He championed truth. In fact, in fact, he said himself that his purpose was to bear witness of the truth. Look at John 18. It says, For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. That everyone who listened to the truth, he said, Here's, here's my voice. He, they hear my voice. He said, knowing the truth will do what? John 8, 32. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall what? Hello, somebody. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. But the truth shall make you free. You don't have a choice. You know, that's why I like Psalm 23. He leads me down the path of righteousness for whose sake? Yes, it is. Yeah. There's no choice in it. You won't know because that's what my name is all about. That's who I am. You're coming through this. You're got I love the fact that the truth makes us free. It's undisputable. And, 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 and so with that, let me just say this. When you call something your truth, you sabotage your ability to grow in God's truth about you. When you, mm, okay, you might be sitting there this morning and asking, you know, Pastor, what's the big deal, really? And I'm asking you to consider this. That when you call something your truth, you sabotage your ability to grow in God and His truth, God's truth about you. And not only do you sabotage your ability, but your, your children who say that or, or pick up on that and continue to repeat that, sabotaging their ability to grow in God's truth, in God's ability about them. I'm going to tell you right up front, 
one of the most beneficial relationships you can build is your relationship with truth. So learning to get along with truth is one of the most beneficial things and decisions that you can make in your life. Learning to probe and ponder and search for truth. Learning to probe and to ponder and to search. Dig into it. Friend, I'm going to tell you something, sir. You're not always going to find truth on YouTube, on Facebook. You won't always even find truth in church or the White House. You won't even find truth at Walmart. <laughs> truth is something you experience, you dig for. Something that you yearn for, that you long for. You don't take what's in front of you, you look to get behind it, what's causing it, what's, what's, what's bringing that about. What's, mm. See, what I'm coming to here and what I'm trying to say to you very simply is it, it, deciding not to just be casual about things having to do with truth is the biggest asset you can have as far as being hungry for the truth. I'm not going to settle for just that statement. I'm not going to settle for just that. I'm get into it. The problem is with so many is that we don't have a relationship with truth. So we can't handle the truth in certain areas of our lives. So what I want to be is real, that there are certain areas in our life that truth is just not received. And I get that. They can be, you know, your sensitive area. But here's the thing. No matter how hard that is, when we build a relationship with truth, to where we want truth, and we have an interaction with truth. That we're not mad when we hear truth. We might have to look up something, but we're not gonna stop going after truth. When we are passionate about truth, not obsessed with an opinion, no matter what it costs, we want truth. When that happens in your life, I would say that you developed a relationship the most powerful dynamic that God has ever created in the universe, and you developed a relationship to bring it alongside of you into your, into your life. What did Jesus say? I am the way, the truth, and the life. But what I want you to understand from the purpose of this message is that I know that, 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 that there is possibly some here this morning and you have not received him as the truth. So I'm asking, how about having a relationship with the truth? And finding yourself at a point where you say, I I'm tired of all this other stuff. I want the truth. I want to live my life with truth. When I see gold and, and you see blue, I, I want to keep on searching. How do I see when I see what I see? It's called searching for truth. 
Look, I'm not recommending that you spend the rest of your life in a torn position where you don't identify the truth. No, that doesn't help anybody. The pathway of who you are is meant to be the pathway of truth. It, it, it will bring it forward and set you free, but it will first call you out. It will speak truth to you, which is intended sometimes to shred you up. Like a physical trainer does. Have you ever, ever gone, you know, at, in, at a gym and, and had a trainer come alongside and, and oh man, they beat you up. <laughs> stay away. Just, just stay away. And, but it's to promote you into a better place. No one knows the purpose of a thing like its creator. No one knows the purpose of a thing like its creator which is why I have found his word to be the final word on everything, whether I like it or not. This truth, the Bible, his word, when you become a seeker of truth, I'll tell you straight up, truth will speak to you. You don't have to be a Bible scholar. Truth will speak to you if you're really a seeker of the truth. I believe if you just take the time and be quiet. Remember what the scripture says? Be still and know that I am God. When you, when you take the time to get quiet, to be still and open yourself up the truth to the truth, truth will speak into your life. God's truth is the truth about you. You are who God says you are. Do you even know who you are as far as what God says about you? The, the enemy's the one that's going to come up and plant doubts in your mind to get you to question who God and, and, and is and, and what God even says about you. Even the devil and, and, and what he did to Jesus. Remember that back when, when he was on that 40-day fast? What did, what, did the, what did Satan say to Jesus? If you are who you say you are, then do this and do that. And what did Jesus do? He quoted the scripture of truth back to him. Hello, somebody. The whole point is to do what Jesus did. Come and, and give no room to questions or doubts in your life. Look, if, if you're a believer this morning who wants to mature in your life, understand that putting or allowing yourself to drift into the things of the world today, that's not what you want for yourself. Your family, your children, you don't want to be stuck in, in a permanent perspective and the experiences and the events of your life, you don't want to empower negative history to impact your legacy. You don't want your children to fix their minds on their truth, and neither should we. Rather, talking about the truth and following the one who is truth, his truth, his grace, his truth. He who is truth. It says again, then we 
will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of by every wind of teaching and the coming and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head, that is Christ. No longer infants tossed back and forth, blown here, blown there by the wind of teaching, cunningness, craftiness, I'll tell you, I, I, I get, but instead, speak the truth in love so that we grow. There's a big difference between sensationalism and growing. Say it with me. Let's grow. Say it again. Let's grow. So, Speaking the truth is the most powerful tool we have. You know, I look back in scripture, and this 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 thing has always stuck with me. And it just, you know, and I've shared it over the years and, and taught it. I've watched where Jesus would go, the places he would enter into. It, it, He'd go into tax collectors' homes, drunks, this, that, and everything else. He would go into these places that most people, well, look, if, if you saw your pastor go into one of these places, you would go, oh, what's he going in there for? You know? He just went into the deluxe donuts. He's going to get fat. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. If, 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 if oh, mercy. Look, if, 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 if I was to go, yeah, would you judge, judge, and cast assumptions, all this other stuff? But Jesus would go into these homes. He'd go into the bars. He'd hang with prostitutes and winemakers. He hung with crooks and murderers. He'd go into their house and he'd have dinner with them. And, and here's the thing. I'm going to be like Jesus, I'm going to go on tomorrow and I'm going to save them people. And what ends up happening is you become just as drunk as they do. What's the difference? We, we go in trying to change people. I mean, no, you can't change people. That's right. What did Jesus do? He would walk into those places and whatever he went, he changed.
This morning, I'm just simply saying, let's not use the phrase, my truth, when we refer to our experiences or emotions. And instead, you know, believe the actual truths that are established in God. Ever had a kid of yours accept and define themselves by a label that they had put on them from school? You know? And, and our response to that is, as a parent, no, no, no. It's up to us then to say, that's not the truth. Don't let that get into your soul. Don't let that get into your heart. What I'm saying here this morning is, let's let God's truth be truth. Let's let God's truth be truth. And friend, we need to understand God's word is not needed to be defended. You know, I'm sorry. <laughs> we act as if the devil has the ball and we're playing defense trying to get it back. God, wrong. That's not truth. Jesus has risen from the dead. He is seated at the right hand of the throne of majesty and he's made us to sit in heavenly places with him. We got the ball. We got the ball. And it's time that we walk and know and run understanding we're on the offense. We're the ones that are getting ready to score. Not the enemy. And the enemy, mm, 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 mm. That's the reality. Father, thank you for your word this morning. Thank you for speaking into our hearts and our lives. In a simplistic way. There needs to be that, that, that renewal of hunger in us. God, it's time for it's time for us to know truth and to realize that truth makes us free. The news doesn't make us free. Speech from this politician or that doesn't make us free. People's opinions and experiences, their attitudes doesn't make us free. Your word, your truth makes us free. And you are the way, the truth, and the life. So in this place, Lord, I pray, let God arise and let his enemy be scattered. We got it all. Holy Spirit, Stir us like you've never been stirred before. For more of you. For a hunger for you. For your presence. For your touch. So that our faith is built and we walk out in spirit and in truth. There's a boldness that goes forth. And in that faith we walk. And signs and wonders follow them who believe. 
way our hearts convict us of our unbelief. Let us embrace and be embraced. With every head bowed here this morning, let me ask this question. You are here. There's been a truth that you've operated and laid it low. But this morning, there's a new hunger for truth. For truth that surpasses all the other truth that's been around you. From what people have imposed, from what situations have brought about. You've been out there and, 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 and you've not had a relationship with the truth. But this morning, there's something that's just it's pulling you through. It's pulling you out. It's calling you to a relationship. It's calling you to a walk. It's calling you to reality. It's calling you to truth. So if you're here this morning and you don't have that relationship with Jesus, and in your heart this morning you're saying yes to him, I want that relationship. There's something about overwhelming you. I need that relationship with you. If that's you in your heart, right where you said, would you just affirm that with an unbraced hand as well? I want to pray with you. That's, that's you. And your heart's saying yes. And that unbraced hand is affirming how bless you. You can put that in now. Are there others? Seriously. This is not something to be played with. Otherwise, your talks to and fro. Cunningness, craftiness. All that stuff is ripping you apart. This morning, it's an honest question. It's an invite he's bringing. If you're saying yes in your heart to him, would you affirm that with no praise We'll pray for this Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you. So this morning in this place,
I pray for those who have said yes in their hearts, in their lives. There has been this crossing of the line, so to speak. There's been a going forward that's been held back, but not holding back any longer. There's been a giving up of giving in to say yes to who you are and your love for us, your heart for us, your presence. Lord, I pray this morning in this place that lives continue to know what it means to be filled with your spirit, saturated with your spirit. I pray this morning there's a breaking down of all that old stuff that's been hanging around. There's a fresh newness that is poured out in them because of a yes to who you are. And as you now join your spirit to their spirit and make them do. Holy Spirit, teach God bless. Make truth known this day. So if you raised your hand and you prayed this prayer, or you, you said yes to him, I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer with us. Look, you know, repeating a prayer that doesn't save somebody, it's a, a prayer from your heart providing that. So this morning, if you said yes to Jesus, pray this prayer with us. House, let's pray together. Jesus, thank you. For loving me and not giving up on me. Come into my life. Forgive me. Save me. Be my Lord and my Savior. This day, Jesus, I am yours. And I know you are mine. Thank you for being my Lord. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. Let's give him praise. He's worthy of it. Would you stand with me? Mike's getting ready to sing a song that I just, I, this thing just overwhelms me every time. But this morning, if you're here in this place and you raised your hand, we want to invite you to find a place of prayer. We ask you to come to this place right here because we just we want to pray with you some more. But I also open this letter up for us. Us to find that place with him as well. I need more of that relationship with truth, whose name is Jesus. Amen? Yeah. So this morning, I'd like to invite you to find a place of prayer. As we come together, as Mike sings this song, maybe you just want to stand there and worship him with this song as well. But whatever we do, let's go after truth this morning. Friends. 
close by you with somebody that you know. So would you mind taking their hand? If you don't know them, don't take their hand. Take your own hand. I just feel the need to do something. I'm going to be honest. And, and I know we don't take hands. We, you know, we kind of just don't leave with that hand, okay? Make sure you bring it back. But here's my thing. I just, just, we need to agree on something here concerning truth. When I say that, I'm talking about our country, our situations, our homes, our families. You know what we've been through? Not just our country, but the whole world, but specifically speaking to and at our country, what we've been through for the past year and a half has changed the dynamics of families, has changed the dynamics of schools, has changed the dynamics of culture, has changed the dynamics of government. It's changed the dynamics. And friend, what's happening is a scurry of truths, my truths, that are in existence. And so you have your cancel. That culture, you got your woke, you got all these. This country and world needs an outpouring of the Spirit of God for revival to sweep the land once again. It's become apathetic. It's become, and we, that truth has to be fixed. It has to have its point. His name is Jesus. So, Lord, this morning we stand and very simply and humbly request that you would rent the heavens and pour out your spirit upon us. We pray for your breath to breathe upon this land once again. We pray for truth to be made known, that truth would be spoken in love. I pray that there be a rising up of your church once again, an empowering and an anointing upon them. I pray that your presence would overwhelm, would heal this land. Lord, let us come back to the foundation of which this country was founded upon, not where she's at now. She's lost total sight. And I pray that, Lord, our eyes be opened. Lord, I pray. Send revival again. Sweep over this land. Give our leaders wisdom and understanding. Let them recognize that someone else is at work here beside them. I pray, Spirit of God, heal our land. Heal it. Renew it. Enough is enough. The enemy has had way too long with free hand. So we rise up in that name and say, Jesus, let your name be exalted. Your kingdom come. Let God arise and let his enemy be scattered. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Somebody give me praise.